Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello, 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 and welcome to Parenting Through the Coronavirus. I believe this is number 34. I'm so happy to be here with you and so happy that you are joining me. I wanted to talk today about helping our kids through remote learning during this pandemic. Uh, We had a situation this morning, which is why I'm actually coming on later than I normally do. My daughter is in high school and they have been doing online remote learning, but not live. They have been doing it in a uh, pre-recorded format. So sometimes they have videos to look at or they have things to read that the teacher has posted, but they don't have live gatherings like my middle schooler. But today is the first day that my daughter's teacher is doing a live, uh, I think it's a Google video conference call or something, Um, not Zoom like I tend to use, but she's going to do a live gathering today for the class. And I'm sure for some of the kids in the class, it's going to feel very good to see their classmates. I'm sure for the teacher, it's going to feel very good with seeing, for seeing their classmates. Hi, Aline from Brazil. You're having a tough day. So tired of this. Oh, I can relate. We are just finishing up week six of our quarantine here. It's quite uh, <laughs> a strange time we're all living in. I hope you're, you and your family are well in Brazil. So I was talking about my daughter switching today for the first time after six weeks to having a live video call with her classmates. And she's feeling very nervous about it. Um, she was just doing her online class at her pace, at her time frame, and just submitting her classwork to her teachers. But today her teacher is going live with the class, I suppose so they can see each other after all these weeks apart. And she's not all that excited about it. And I think it's a huge adjustment right? It was a huge adjustment for our kids to go from being in school, walking through the hallways, seeing their classmates and their teachers every day, to being at home, doing school in their PJs, 
having a disrupted schedule or no schedule. And now this for her is an adjustment back to seeing her classmates again. And so I think the important message here is to understand, to try to understand that our kids are having their own adjustment challenges, just like we are as tired as we are, we might be of this, they're having their own responses and situations or feelings to it. And I've talked to a lot of parents this week whose kids are lacking in motivation to keep going. And it's really important to just try to find different ways or help them to find different ways to feel more uh, motivated, excited, maybe not excited, but just a little bit motivated to do what they need to do with school, with sleeping, with eating, with exercise. All of it contributes to helping us to feel more balanced during this very imbalanced, uncertain time. It's very challenging what we're doing, but I have found, and I've been encouraging everyone I talk to, to try to find some kind of a schedule, flexible schedule that works for you and for your kids. It will be different for everybody. Different people need different levels of structure in their lives. So understanding what works for everybody will be the most beneficial. And I see I have a viewer who is here with me. Welcome and registered for our course tomorrow. So that brings me to a good point. Revolutionizing Parenthood 2020 begins one day from now. This is something we've been working on for 13 months. It was supposed to be an in-person conference that was starting tonight, Friday night, and going all day tomorrow. But this virus has changed our plans it had other ideas, and we quickly shifted and made it a all-digital event, and we made it all pre-recorded, and we made it free for parents everywhere. We felt that that was the best way that we could support parents during this pandemic. So it will be free if you register by Sunday. On Monday, there will be a charge for it. So it will still be available after Monday. It will just you'll just have to pay to register. However, if you register before the end of Sunday, you will have lifetime access to this incredible event that we've recorded for free forever. So, um, yes, talking about this um, online schooling, it just takes a lot of compassion, just like everything right now, the more compassion we can bring to our kids and to their situation, the better. This isn't easy on anyone. This is requiring a lot of flexibility for us, for all of us. It's requiring a lot of willingness. It's requiring a lot of acceptance of what is. We can resist all we want, but we only bring suffering onto ourselves. We can resist this pandemic we can resist the virus. We can resist the stay-at-home orders, or at least in our minds. 
we can resist the disruption to our routines. We can resist the disruption to our work. We can resist it all we want, but it's only going to make life harder for us. Our kids can resist it. It's only going to make life harder for them. There's no way of avoiding what has to be done, whether that's with household chores or schoolwork or work work or any of that. We still have to do what we have to do so we can do it in a state of resistance, which makes us more miserable and grouchy and makes the task even that much less pleasant. Or we can just accept it. This isn't what any of us asks for. This isn't what any of us want. But if we accept it and realize it is what it is, this is what we have to deal with. Now, what are we going to do about it? That frees us up to be able to move forward to take care of what we need to take care of without bringing undue suffering on ourselves. Our kids can do their schoolwork without being miserable about it. They can just recognize that it has to get done. We can figure out how to pay our bills with whatever money we have and just find a way. And we can call the credit companies and we can call the mortgage and we can call the car payment loan company and the car insurance. And we can ask what options they have for us. We can call our cable service or our cell phone provider. And we can ask what kind of leniency they can give to us if we need it. But we can't just cower in a corner and hope it'll all go away because it won't. And so the more we can accept the situation that we're living in, and have compassion for ourselves and for our kids, the better it'll be. The smoother this challenging, difficult time will be. And if we can accept our circumstances, and if we can have compassion with ourselves and those around us, we are modeling something very powerful and something very beneficial for our children. It might be even harder for them to accept what this is doing to their lives. And if they can see us trying to accept it and move on with it and do what we need to do, it might give them an idea of how they can try to accept it. Because acceptance is one of the most important things there are in life. There is in life. And so let's talk about acceptance for a minute. Acceptance doesn't mean that you are happy about the situation. It doesn't mean you support or condone the situation. For example, let's say that our child has a temper tantrum. Or let's say our teenager talks back to us. We can accept the as-is of the situation. We can accept the fact that our teenager is talking back to us and speaking in a rude tone of voice. It doesn't mean we condone them to speak to us like that or to show us that kind of disrespect. It doesn't mean we support it or we encourage it. I'm talking about acceptance on an internal level, on a deep internal level. This is a layer of acceptance that the rest of the world doesn't even see. It's an acceptance that happens in our heart inside it's the same kind of acceptance we can give to this pandemic. We can accept it on a deep level. It doesn't mean that we're okay with it and we like it. 
and we wish it will continue. It just means that we're accepting it internally, just like we would accept that our child, our teenager is talking back to us. Now, on the surface, on the external level, we could call out our child's, our teenager's disrespect so that we can, we can acknowledge it, but we don't, and we don't have to accept it in a way of saying, oh, it's totally fine that you're speaking to me like that. Please talk back to me and be as disrespectful as you want. It really means, like, let me give you an example. So let's say our child comes home from school and we say, hey, how was school? And they say, terrible. Why do you always ask me so many questions? Just leave me alone. And they stomp up to their room, right? So that's a very rude and disrespectful reaction to a simple question. Now, if we resist the as-is of the situation, the as-is is that our child is angry and taking it out on us and being rude and disrespectful. We can accept that on the internal level or we can resist it. If we resist it, we will be more likely to get furious and go back at them and yell at them for being rude to us. If we accept it on the internal level, wow, our, my child just really was rude to me and really yelled at me and I didn't do anything to deserve it. We can accept it, okay? They're in a really bad mood. That's accepting the situation. That doesn't mean you give them permission to treat you like that. It just means on the internal level, you're accepting it. Now, on the external level, you can go to your child and you can say, how, you can stomp up the stairs to their room and say, how dare you speak to me like that? That is so disrespectful. I just asked you a simple question and that's how you treat me? No video games for the rest of your life. That's resisting it on the internal level and resisting the way they treated you on the external level. If you accept it on the internal level, it doesn't mean you're happy that they are in that state of mind or that they treated you that way. It just means that you accepted it. Hey, it is what it is. This is the moment that we're in. Now I have to figure out what to do about it. Perhaps you go up the stairs, not stomping all the way up, but you just walk up to your child's room, your teenager's room, and you open the door and say, wow, you really yelled at me just now. Is everything okay? You must have had a really hard day at school. Would you like to talk about it? And then just do it that simply. And your child may or may not want to talk about it, but what you have done is you, you have brought compassion to your child and understanding and acceptance that they're in the mood that they're in. Not acceptance that they treated you that way. You're still acknowledging that you noticed that they were rude to you and you're still calling it out, but you're not calling it out in a power struggle uh, fighting kind of way. You're calling it out in a compassionate, gentle way. Wow, you really were rude to me and you yelled at me. I wonder what's going on for you. Is there any way I can help you? So you're calling it out, but you're showing compassion and support too. And maybe they say, 
I got in a fight with my best friend or I failed my science test or my teacher called called on me and I wasn't prepared. It was so embarrassing. I, I'm so mad at my teacher or something. Who knows what it is? And who knows if they're going to be ready to talk about it at that point. But at least what you can do, what you know is that you have offered to your child compassion and understanding. If you go at them when their emotions are high and intense and prickly like that, and you go at them because you're angry and you're resisting how they treated you, it is going to erupt into a a volcanic explosion. But if you go there calmly and with compassion and understanding, you might have the chance to diffuse their intense emotions and energy. Or at the very least, they might say they don't want to talk at that moment. And you can say, well, whenever you're ready, I'm here. I'm here and I'm ready to listen to you. And then maybe they come to you, maybe they don't, but at least you haven't added fuel to their fire and poured gasoline on it. And the same thing, we can do the same thing with this pandemic. We can greet each day with compassion and understanding, compassion for ourselves, compassion for our loved ones, compassion for the teachers, compassion for the customer service people we have to speak to on the phone, compassion for our coworkers, our loved ones, our bosses, our employees, our mother, our father, our children, and compassion for ourselves. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. I hope that helps you and gives you some ideas and support for how you can move through the long, slow grind and the marathon of this pandemic. All right. I will be here same time tomorrow and I look forward to chatting. Have a great day. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.